Bet the Juice Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Week 13, rivalry week. It sucks, season's coming to an end, but we have a huge slate ahead of us with a lot of playoff implications. Probably one of your favorite days of the year, I'm assuming, on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, I mean, aside from last year, but yeah, normally. I mean, you had a good, what, 12 years before that? Well, I mean, I've honestly had a pretty good lifetime. Yeah, you were born in the right era of an (laughs) Ohio State fan, and as your basketball team is about to beat a ranked opponent as well. Is Texas Tech ranked? They yeah, might not be. 21. Yeah, they just got in there after last week. But, yeah. Yeah, McNeil at the line, closing the game out. What score? Uh, 77, 71, 22 oh, yeah. seconds left. You got that one. So. Need to we'll, worry about Maine, though. <laughs> Maine's looking good. Maine's looking good. We'll <laughs> worry about Denver later. Um, let's start it off. Her name at USC. USC is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. When and they are – have they clinched a Pac-12 yeah, they've already they already have clinched. Okay. Plus, this is out of conference, so it's God not like. God damn it! I, I I get fucked by those every time. <laughs> I just I did that with LSU and UAB a couple weeks ago, and this one too. So yeah, already in the top. But if they want any chance of getting into the college football playoff, gotta get a win here. Yeah, and I I think this has gotta be the biggest Notre Dame USC game in a very very long time. Like with the implications on the line, like. Kind of feels like the last time I can remember, probably that Bush Push game all those years yeah, ago. That honestly, was probably, probably is. Yeah, and since like either one team's been bad or it just hasn't mattered as much, but huge, huge game. Notre Dame obviously trying to play spoiler to their biggest rival. Well, it, yeah, they got you think they're the biggest rival? I mean, who Notre would be Dame too? has so like so many rivals in quotes that I just feel like this is the biggest one. When a, Do you think eventually when they join the Big Ten, it'll be Michigan? will be the rival just because they'll play, probably play them almost every well, year. Well, if Notre Dame joins the Big Ten, they're going to be in the same conference as USC also. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to think about. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I do think that Notre Dame ri- rivalry with Michigan is pretty big because – I mean, more than anything, that has Midwest implications. And I think if, like, Notre Dame were joining the Big Ten, like, my hopes and dreams, sort of, that that OSU-Notre Dame game will become such a rivalry, too. Yeah. and uh, But aside from that, three they, after that 3-3 three and three start, they've rattled off five straight wins. Mm-hmm. And impressive wins. Yeah, I mean, they've had some bad showings, too. Like, they almost lost the Navy, which, I don't know, is Navy a wagon now? But... But also at the same time that like the box score, you can't look at the box score if you actually watch this game. Like it's Notre Dame, that game Notre Dame was still in control. But like that Clemson game, pretty impressive. Like I understand going into the fourth quarter, it was only fourteen nothing, but still that was very quality win. Winning against a UNC team that has a pretty good offense. I mean, yeah, this Notre Dame team, like. 
we were kind of down on them. People already asking, like, was Marcus Freeman the right hire and stuff, and they've completely turned it around and ranked and trying to play pretty big spoiler to USC. I mean, they've already had some pretty big games, especially like you started off the year with at Ohio State. I mean, I feel like Notre Dame's going to be kind of ready. I'm assuming it's going to be kind of the same game plan here. We're trying to slow this game down and try to make it as nasty and dirty as possible, run the ball. And yeah. they're definitely going to have a lot more success running the ball in this USC defense. than the Yeah, defense. I mean, when it comes to no, but like you said, run, being able to run the ball in this USC defense, but I'm still not that confident with Drew Pine running this offense. But, I mean, when it comes to Notre Dame's offense versus USC's defense, I really have no idea what to expect because – on USC's defense, while, yes, they've been vulnerable at times, they are able to get turnovers. I know we keep saying the turnover luck is going to drop off at some point, but to this point, it has not yet. I mean, you look at their biggest game to date, UCLA, they were able to get four turnovers. Whether you want to say that was on DTR or whatever, they were still able to get those turnovers and win the game. So I have no idea when it comes to those two on the field. I'm just more interested to see what happens when it's best on best, when it's USC's offense versus Notre Dame's defense. Because we've seen this Notre Dame defense be able to stop some pretty good passing attacks in Ohio State and UNC. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know it was week one, so it's probably like USC, this is, Definitely going to be the best offense Notre Dame has played since, obviously, the Ohio State game. And that was also week one, so you're still trying to work out some kinks. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely going to be the best defense that USC has went up against, too. So, another huge spot for Caleb Williams to keep surging for his chance at a Heisman Trophy and maybe get his team in the playoff. Do you have any kind of action at all in this game? Just going to sit back and watch it? I did. Um, It's not an official play for me, but I took Notre Dame in the points and put a sprinkle on money line just because... Wild is not Pac-12 on Pac-12. We've said this before. It happens all the time. I'm not overly confident in it. I could see a very good possibility of USC blowing them out. But I I just think Notre Dame might be able to muck it up enough that this is just a field goal game or they come away with a win. I don't know. It's it's kind of a coin toss game in my opinion, but I do think USC is the better team. Let's move on here. Oh, staying in the Pac-12 here. Oregon at Oregon State. The Ducks are three-point favorites with a win. They will clinch their ticket to the Pac-12 title game to play USC. We talked about this a lot yesterday. Do you have any action on this? Any Another one you're going to sit back and watch? Any leans? It, I have no idea where I lean. I guess I kind of lean Oregon because... They are the better team, but at the same time, this Oregon State team is no joke. What are they? Seven and or four? They might be eight and three. Let me look here. Yeah, eight and three. Yeah, yeah, eight and three. They are a very good team. Uh, Their one loss against USC that was a seventeen fourteen game in Corvallis. So this game being 
not uh, being in Corvallis, it makes me worry a little bit for Oregon, but I still think they're the better team. And with the Pac-12 on the line, like I just feel like they're going to come away with a win. But also at the same time, we've seen this Oregon team or Oregon State team just be in games. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'll give one of these away. I'm taking Oregon State. I got it three and a half, but I will still take the three. I'm cool with the push. I don't know if they're going to win this football game, but I think, like you said, in Corvallis, this crowd's going to be rocking. And they just are normally in all of their games. They're all close. I could see this coming down to a last possession, either side, a field goal away. Oregon has a, Oregon State has a chance to tie it up or vice versa. And again, it's the Pac-12. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, this is the ultimate spot for Oregon State to play spoiler to their rival, so... And I mean, cap off one of your best years in a minute. Yeah, too, plus nine and three. I had to look it up because I remember looking at it last night. Something to like going your way. Oregon State is nine and two this season. ATS. Yeah, that was another thing I had written down as well. I would have loved for this game to be like like a nine o'clock kick. Mm-hmm. I don't like the twelve thirty kickoff, but still. Please like tell it. me it's on an actual TV network. And ABC. I, oh, thank you, God, because I was going to say this is the ultimate game for them to put on the Pac-12 network. And no, nobody if they be- put this shit on the Pac-12 <laughs> network, people would riot. All right, let's get to the game everybody wants to talk about. Michigan-Ohio State, the game. Ohio State is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Connor, I know you're not betting on the game, but how do you feel about your Buckeyes entering with a chance here to clinch their ticket to the Big Ten title game. I mean, I wouldn't be... I'd be lying if I... I don't know, He's man. nervous. Folks, he's nervous. I'm not, no, I'm trying to think of the way to say this. I always have confidence in my team. It's been embedded in me, and it's kind of been warranted. We have been, for the last couple of years, a very good team. I understand what happened last year. I think that like last year lights such a flame under this team. This for Ryan Day, he has always tried to light a flame under the, a team. After the year that we lost to Clemson, he had the score of the game up in the locker room all off season while they were working out to remind them of that game. You're, I know for a fact he's done the same thing with this score. This rivalry, man, it, I've seen some crazy shit. I never, I honestly never know what to expect with this rivalry. I, as much as I want to have all the blind confidence in my team that I've had over the last couple years where I wasn't that concerned about Michigan, I am. I mean, they are a good team, and I'll give credit to Harbaugh. I used to rip his ass because of being like not there in this rivalry with us. He's made a team that is the perfect like kryptonite to our team if everything goes right. Obviously, for Michigan, how healthy is Blake Corn? That's where this all starts. Yeah, I mean he's playing, but I yeah, mean then, but but how? What percentage? Yeah, is he? like obviously he was injured enough to not be 
playing at the end of the Illinois game, which they easily could have lost. Yeah, but also at the same time, they were also down Donovan Edwards in that game. He, he didn't. I'm pretty sure he didn't even travel with the team. So, how healthy is he? Hopefully, or I should. I hopefully for Connor Rune be... for college kids to get hurt. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm saying I'm saying hopefully about a player when it comes to my uh, on my rival. So, but. If Corum isn't at a hundred percent, like how much do you think that could affect Michigan? I mean, that's a complete focal point of their offense. I mean, there's a reason he's third in the Heisman odds right now. Mm -hmm. Like just having him go down because, like for one, this is a big picture thing. Are we sure that making JJ the starter was the right move? Like he's done nothing to impress me whatsoever. He does not. He's not ever going to be able to throw the ball and win you a football game. Yeah, that that is the one thing that, like, I, if this happens, I will eat my words so much when we come on and do our recap. But I, I'm not afraid of JJ. I really am not. No, and then if if Quorum is out and you're going to ask JJ to go out and win you a football game, like, no, it's just not going to happen. Now, obviously, when we're talking about this matchup on Michigan's offense versus Ohio State's defense, the biggest thing for me that didn't happen last year that needs to happen this year, and it and it's going to be a tough task considering Michigan's offensive line is a Joe Moore uh, finalist, is Ohio State needs to get pressure. And those linebackers, Eichenberg who was so slighted for the Dick Buckus Award, like not being a finalist for that after the stats that he has put up this year was very, very big slight. I think he's going to come out and try to prove that he is one of the best linebackers in the nation. Steel Chambers, absolute dog. I need those guys to contain those running backs. I am... A little bit concerned about our secondary. Our corners haven't been up to the OSU standard really this year. But again, against JJ, I'm not. I don't think it's that big of a deal, yeah. So now flipping it over to Ohio State's offense versus uh, Michigan's defense. Talking about the trenches just because of what happened last year. That OSU line needs to protect Stroud. And make enough lanes for Mayan, Travion, and possibly Dallin. So, and what we have seen the Ohio State offensive line also be kind of shaky this year. It's been yeah, very yeah. up I and know, down. We, and I know for the first couple of weeks, like I was feeling pretty good about the O line, but the the interior of our line does concern me a little bit. Paris Johnson, obviously our best offensive lineman out there on the left tackle. He needs to have a game protecting CJ's blind side. And I mean, in your favor, there is no Aiden Hutchinson coming exactly. The other side so or that that Jabo, is that the other guy's name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like those two guys aren't there. But but I mean, that but at the same time, the this Michigan defense has it fallen off because of how good that defense is. But they are still a very very good defense. There's a re- reason that their defensive coordinator is up for the Broyles Award, but so is ours. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
when it comes to this side, it, CJ needs to have a game. I And I think that if there's anybody with the most fire in him for this game, it's going to be CJ. After what happened at the Heisman ceremony when Desmond Howard was a complete douchebag on live television, I will say that. Go fuck yourself, Desmond, for that. That he is going to come out firing and doing everything to win the game. We've seen him start running the ball more. I think there's going to be a couple plays that he is going to have to make with his feet. And I don't think he's going to be afraid to. I pray to God. Yeah, I don't think the the motivation thing, like the lighting the fire, I'm not going to buy in any of that shit. Because, like, you're already going to be up for this game no matter what. No, I agree. But I think there's going to be a little bit of added. How much extra are you really going to get in this game, though? Because this is the game that everybody's looking forward to every when year. When there's a playoff on the line for CJ, the Heisman's on the line. I think I, I, I that's just how I feel. You could feel your way. I, I just feel like... I get what you're saying because obviously you're going to have added motivation because you lost last year and there's a lot of implications, but I feel like you're already going to be up for this game no matter what. No, no, no. I'm not saying like... The biggest rivalry in college. No, I agree, but I'm just saying that I think that there's going to be... There's going to be a little bit more edge to CJ. I think I think that's what it's going to be. I will say, though, like you said, I think not as... Just as important as CJ is, is going to be the offensive line because we have seen when he is under fire that he's not always calm, cool, and collected and can get rattled at times. Am I more confident in him than JJ? 100%. I do have a play in this game. I'm not going to make you pick it. This is your team. This is your this is your biggest game of the year. I'm going to take the points of Michigan. I don't think they win this game. I think I Ohio State you. wins I it. You. I think they, <laughs> they win, but I don't think it's more than a touchdown. It's a rivalry game. We've seen the year that J, the JT, like, Michigan fans scream he didn't get it. Ohio State fans, like, he got the first down. Like, that Michigan team wasn't good. And that Ohio State team was really good. And they still made it a game. They've It happens every year. I think this will be close. I think Ohio State's the better team. They have way more talent. They're going to the Big Ten title game. But I think Michigan can at least keep this game close. So, I think the one other thing that we haven't discussed is the fact that this is in Columbus. Yes. I think last year Michigan was able to feed off of being in the big house a lot. And I also just wanted to look up the weather report because a l- earlier this week it was calling for a little bit of rain. Looks like it's going to be 52, a few afternoon clouds, and winds about 5 to 10 miles yeah, per Michigan's hour. Yeah, Michigan's room for like the worst weather possible. Yeah, exactly. They're hoping that the Northwestern weather happens again, but I think it's going to be a good day. I My phone's probably going to be on silent. I don't know if I'm going to be on Twitter. I yeah, hope I hope the Ohio State gives me a reason. good reason here <laughs> to be on Twitter. Not to just bring it back to it before we move on to our the rest of the slate. I do think, like, it's something pretty obvious I think everybody that's a college football fan knows is if Ohio State gets off to a rocket start, this game's over. Like, Michigan is just not built to come from behind, and they're not going to be able to do it on this Ohio State defense while trying to hold them every single time. Like, the OSU offense is still going to be able to get theirs a little bit. Michigan has to do exactly what they did last year. Get a lead, hold it, and just hold it and hold it and hold it. That's why, if anything, I kind of like the under, too in this game, but then there is also just that added, like when this Ohio State offense is humming a lot of points, that's why I'm just going to stay with that, and I'm going to take the 7.5. So, Connor, 
It is 56 to 50 right now, by the way. Maine is winning. I got the game on. Wait, what? 56 to 50. Maine's up. Five minutes left. I got the game up. Shit. <laughs> so I'll open the slate up to you. Go ahead and give me two. I already got rid of two. All right. <laughs> I have an addiction. You know what that addiction is, Cody? Um, let me guess. Kansas State? No. Florida State? No. Well, we'll get to them in a little bit. Fading Colorado. No. Okay, go ahead. You're an idiot. Overs. Oh, yeah. So, I took the biggest over of the weekend. I do believe it is. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm trying to think what it would be. Give me the over in Memphis SMU 72. Now, the one thing that I have found is there is a good trend with Memphis overs. And this is the ultimate team that you want to have on the other side for an over is somebody that has dropped, what was it, 77 in a game? And defense is a little Memphis is 8-3 and three to overs. Their defense has been suspect at times, and this SMU team loves to throw the ball. I think this over hits before the fourth quarter. What was the number? 72. So you need... Nine. No, you need 10 touchdowns, oh. 10 touchdowns and a field goal. Yes. That's doable. I like doable. that. Doable. <laughs> Go ahead. Go another one. All right. Now, you said the other team. So, we're going to Friday. Florida State minus nine and a half. I have this too. Florida State eight and three ATS. And Florida, it might be a dead team walking. Yeah. I heard some other stat too that like since 2000, I think seven, this game has only been in the single digits twice. Wow. Yeah. Now, flip side, that's because Florida State's had yes. some bad teams. and But Mike Mornavell, I do believe, has not beaten Florida yet, correct? I uh, don't know. I, I don't... don't think he has yet, and he's going to have some extra motivation cap off this good season. And damn, dude, Jordan, I give you credit because you – I gave up on Jordan Travis last year. Halfway through the season, I said, this guy sucks. I don't know why he's playing. There was times this year I wanted to do it as well. He is damn good. Mm-hmm. I also read in the same thing, in the month of November, he has 11 touchdowns and nine incompletions in the month of November. The kid can play. I really hope he comes back for one more year. I believe he probably will. I, you're more into the I don't know. draft than me. Well, also, like I haven't been really focused on the draft too much. That'll probably happen after conference championship because that's when the stuff really starts to pick up, especially with now we're going to start hitting opt-out season. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Florida State has looked very solid. Get, have a fun game to watch Friday night. Yeah, is Florida, is Florida got six wins? Uh, yes, I okay, do so the, I, That's the thing I, I'm kind of looking at, too, this week, is teams with five wins. Yeah, no, I get that. And the teams that are at six, like, you're already at a bowl game. Like, how much motivation do you really have in the, especially mm-hmm. in this situation you're just coming off the lowest of the low and losing to Vandy mm-hmm. I get it's a rivalry but Florida State's been rolling I'm gonna I'll I have that as well I'm gonna tell that alright I'm just doing this for tradition I have to it's the last it's the last time I can do it this year give me UMass under 14 versus Army <laughs> one more time it's five I'm 5-0 and oh at it <laughs> one more time and especially against Army which is the perfect team to do it against who's just gonna run the ball a million times <laughs> even though Army <laughs> Even though as crazy as it is, uh, UMass actually made Texas A&M look – I mean, Texas a and is not a good football team. They're still an SEC team. Gave them a little bit of a scare. 
But yeah, I'll take the under 14. Give me. I mean, they can score two touchdowns. That's I'll take the push. That's so disgusting. All right, next pick for me. I don't have any stat to back this up. I'm just betting who I think is the better team. Give me UCLA minus nine and a half against Cal. I think you that, hate Cal. No, I don't. I feel like you. There's a game every. Go back in your book. Do it right now. Oh, I swear you fade Cal every week. I don't know because I don't write down the, who they're playing. Go ahead. Fuck you. Do, that's impressive. You just already know. I don't know. Fuck. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not looking it up because it would take me too long. Okay, after I, the show, look that up. I know you do that. Well, I've just been all over the Pac-12. But, um, yeah, I just think UCLA is going to come into this game pissed off, especially how that USC game ended. And I think this is a big ba- bounce-back spot for DTR, too. So I'm just going to bet the points. I have nothing to back this up other than this is going to be a pissed-off UCLA team. Yeah, especially, too, the DTR is running out of eligibility here. He's got two games left. Yeah, and Cal is just subpar. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not a rivalry, but it's, you know, in-state opponent, things like that as well. I I have one here I really want to talk about, but I know for a fact. I know you too well. You're betting this. So I will take it to Texas. I'm going to take Texas 8.5 minus Baylor versus Baylor. I'm worried a little bit about the motivation side. I'm worried about a drop back, and just when we want to crown Texas like an elite team, they come back down to earth. But what has Baylor done to really show me they're a good basketball or good basketball? I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching the main game right now. I just I don't think Baylor's very good, and I think I mean this is a perfect spot. I mean, you would think Stark would want they would want them to basically you know end the year high and kind of roll that momentum up to next season. So I I like it. I'm taking the eight and a half. I think it's a double digit win here. I mean, I don't hate it, but I also and they do. still do have some motivation. Yeah, like I if know. Kansas, but the Kansas game is Friday. So if Kansas does beat Kansas State, this is especially a good shot here. Yeah, very true. But I also don't foresee that happening. All right, going to Friday. Connor's ugly under of the week. Iowa, Nebraska, under 38. Jesus, 38 points. Now, trying to back this up. Both teams are 8-3 and three on unders this season. And we already know this Iowa team is <laughs> a great defense with a shit offense. So, I mean, Nebraska ha- has had some sparks on offense. Don't give me that look. Oh, wait. What happened? There's a turnover. Oh, okay. I thought me. Keep going, though. But I think it's going to be best on best and ugly on ugly. So I just think that this is going to be a disgusting under. Give it to me. I have a weird question for you. I actually like that, too. And I like at 38. That seems like a little bit. Like, I was when you first said that, I was going to expect about 34. So I'm getting a little four-point edge there. If you had to make a total for a Colorado versus Iowa, what would the total? Well, could it get to the 20s? Dude. I don't know because Colorado's just that bad. That like maybe Iowa's offense could be confident. Yeah, like that That's that would be a game that would get Brian Ferentz Brian an uh, extension. Here, hit, the, hit this game here. It's one of my last football ones left. There's no way you don't have that on Thanksgiving. 
I honestly haven't bet it because I was waiting to. Ho- I was thinking that the number was going to go up, but it's actually gone down. But I am with you on that. I don't have it as an official play. Really? But I will be taking the points and sprinkling money line with, with Miss State. State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Leach. Le- what if Leach loses again to Ole Miss? Does he have any. Is he in trouble at all? Like, they just so. they just lost their AD. So, new guy coming in office. Yeah, but I, I mean, Still they... Still hasn't beat his in-state rival yet. But also, the in-state rival might be losing their coach. That's also true. But also, last year was such a weird game that, like, there was a reason that even though Ole Miss was so good last year, Mississippi State was the favorite in that game. And there were a couple of, like... Very, very fluky, weird plays for Mississippi State that ended up. I hate what <laughs> I can't. This this freaking kid just took the worst three in the world and fucking drains it for Central Connecticut State. I'm sorry, but keep going. <laughs> it's we're up two the minute left. God damn it! I'm gonna throw this pen. Okay, here. you going. Uh, but yeah, I think that with all this fire that has been going around with Lane Kiffin, that I'm gonna. Like I'm a little bit concerned about Ole Miss's motivation. Plus, on this is a rivalry game. On one side, you have a team that does have a lot of people from that state that plays for them. On the other side, you have a bunch of transfers and recruits that came from out of state to Mississippi. You know, I didn't even think of that. That was a great point. Like, I think, like, on the Mississippi State side, there's going to be more of that pride. Like, the Ole Miss side, like, understands this is a rivalry, but there's the pride for the in-state rivalry that kind of gives the edge to Mississippi State, I think. But, yeah, I just, I think that, to me, I think it's going to be an ugly game, but. Yeah, to me, I think the wrong team is favored here, too. I, I know think, it's at Ole Miss, but I think Mississippi State's just a better football team. Yeah. Like, as of late. Like, what is that? They've lost three out of four. Their coach looks like he's halfway out the door. Yeah. Especially with how they just looked against Arkansas. Yeah. The only, the only, only, only thing that really worries me always about Mississippi State is that random Mike Leach game. Well, that and while you do think that the wrong team's favored, the talent is still on Ole Miss. Yes. This Ole Miss team is still talented. Lane has done a great job of getting good players to Ole Miss. Stop with the facial reactions. This is tough. Okay, so the kid threw another one up. He missed it, but it, it literally went in and out. Oh my We're up four with 40 seconds, so we got the and the ball, so we look good here. But back to the picks here. So how many do you have left? Uh, six. Okay, I have, f- I have two football, so I'll go ahead and <laughs> rattle a couple off here. All right. I have been on a certain trend, and I'm just going to keep going with it. Give me Pitt minus six against Miami. Miami is 2-9 and nine ATS this season. I think this Pitt team, like, I know I was down on this Pitt team to begin the season, but they have proved to me that they are a good team. I thought they were going to be a lot worse than what they are. Slovis has been pretty good. That defense has been, like, v- 
pretty good. I don't know where they rank, but I watched enough games that they are very good, and I don't think Miami's going to be able to score many points against this defense. Well, you took one of mine again. So God damn. I also agree with this, and we've seen what Miami does whenever they play at half. Like, their offense has, like, you know, erupted a couple times and scored in the 30s, but it's always against shitty defense. When they play a good defense, this team cannot move the freaking football. It's punt after punt after punt. Do they still have that, like, 40-year-old back air punting with the neck tats? The Australian dude? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. I love that guy. But, yeah, I think he's going to see a lot of time on that field today and give me pit all freaking day here. So, all back right. to you. I have one football left, so keep going. <laughs> well, I have five. Um, all right. I guarantee you don't have this one. <laughs> give me the Rice oh, North geez. Texas. No, what? <laughs> I'll fuck you. Uh, give me the Rice North Texas over 16 and a half. Rice eight and three and North Texas seven and four on overs. Just gonna bet the trend. I just think that I, I don't really have anything other than I'm betting the trend. <laughs> All right, next one for me. You know, this this team ha- has been kind of under the radar because of their two losses, but they are a very, very solid team. Give me Penn State minus 18 against Michigan State. That's a big number. But Penn State on the season, 8-3 and three ATS. On the flip side, Michigan State has been 3-6-2 and two ATS. It's and a good call. Bad. It seems like just they're a bad. very high. Day. They just lose Indiana. Okay, so Maine's about to wrap this game up, so we're good here. Up six. Good. Now you can actually left. fucking focus. I'm trying to help you hit your parlay here. I know. But still, uh, but yeah, Penn State has been a very good team. I think that there's a good chance that they're kicking ass so much that we get to see more Drew Aller. Okay, so my last football one, it is one, I believe, Friday. I'm going to take Cincinnati. Oh. You flip side? I am. I'm going to take Cincinnati. I know Ben, is Ben Bryant playing? Last I heard, it was very 50-50. Uh, I have no idea. Because he got dinged up last week. Um, look, I'm just going to – Cincinnati just continues to, to do this, and they just keep winning. I'm going to take the coaching advantage here. I like I like Cincinnati. I think Fickle's a great coach. Give me the Bearcats. It, pain, it, it honestly pained me to actually – I know. Win. That's why I'm, I'm really surprised you're on the other side here. But Tulane has been a very, very good team. Cincinnati has had a lot of ups and downs. I love them to death, but they have. I I wonder if the right quarterback is in for Cincinnati. A lot of a lot of Cincinnati fans are wondering the same. And it makes me wonder if like Ben Bryant is hurt and doesn't play, like that could completely change things. But a little stat to back me up. Okay. Fuck you. Uh, I'll just use. I'll just pull out old reliable. Well, my teams do then. Well, you, do you know that Tulane is uh, one of the, one of the best cover teams this season at nine and two. And on the opposite side, Cincy is three seven and one ATS. See now, I like the. I love using ATS because ATS helps a lot. But when the number is below three, and especially in football, I throw that shit out the window. I'm I okay. don't. I fuck it. Because basically now we're just talking about head to head. No, I'm. I honestly, ju- I honestly just took the two points. I honestly think Tulane wins this game. As much as that kills me to say, as somebody who does have a Cincinnati uh, future, yeah, future on the American, 
but well, that's perfect because we have literally not been fighting like all year long. So yeah, this is maybe the third one. Jesus, and I it's probably been weeks since we've had the one. So perfect. All right, now we down to four. No, I'm down to two. Down to two. Oh shit. Yeah, I rattled off a couple and then yeah. Do you want to get some of your basketball? Ones um, or? I'll run through them at the end. Okay, be easier that way. It's not mixed sports. Connor's second ugly under of the week. <laughs> Give me the under 43 in Kentucky-Louisville. Kentucky, I didn't even realize this, and I would have hopped on this trend very early. Kentucky is 10-1 on unders this season. What? Yes. I did not I know am that surprised one. I have not seen this stat anywhere. They are 10-1 on unders this season. And on the flip side, Louisville is four and seven on unders. Plus, like I kind of like this under before I even saw this stuff because this is two teams that love to run the ball. I don't like. I know Cunningham's uh, status is up in the air, but Kentucky does have a very good defense, and very, very good. their offense is shit. I understand Louisville does not have that good of a defense, but still, against Levis, we, we've already seen what they could do against an actually good quarterback when they absolutely destroyed Sam Hartman. So I just think this is going to be an ugly game where both teams are just run, 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 and this game's over in two hours. Yeah, and especially just... I've known nothing to back this up, so this can be completely wrong. But it seems like in rivalry week, a lot of games mostly are muck. Like, they're mm-hmm. mucked up, and they're hard well, and, and hard, I mean, not a lot that, of scoring. And honestly, for this game, the spread shows it. I mean, it's uh, Kentucky minus three. Mm-hmm. Against a ranked Louisville Cardinal team. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Just right. trying to give Clemson any kind of good win. I will run down. I still have one more pick. Oh, you still have one more pick? Good. My bad. All right. I hate it because this is such a revenge pick. But give me BYU minus six and a half against fucking Stanford. Stanford is two and nine ATS. I have made a lot of money fading Stanford. I'm about to cash their under on their season win total. Fuck you, David Shaw, for not letting me get that under. You could have made me a lot of money. For, on profit this year, but you decided to fuck me once. I think you would have bet this. Just uh, you'd have bet this minus twenty one and a half. Just to fucking absolutely. Spike. Yeah, I totally get. It. And and also like on the field as well. Stanford's a train wreck. Stanford hates font. They do. They hate the tree, and they're also just not. And you know, you want to know something? This kickoff is eleven a.m. Eastern time. What? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why did they do that? I have no idea. That is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. I don't understand why. I get it. You want the East Coast to watch your game, but like, who's tuning into this? Nobody. Like, well, um, upset. You, okay, you, <laughs> me, <laughs> degenerate gamblers. These are the only ones. Yeah, I'm. I, I hand up. I am a terrible person. Are you looking it up? Yeah, just double checking because I want to confirm that I am right or I am a stooge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I will definitely. Confirm. Oh, never mind. I, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. <laughs> 11 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> Not 11 a.m. So just idiot. forget all of the. Yeah, we just, just forget about. what I said. But who the fuck's gonna show up for the Stanford game? Is it at Stanford? Yeah. Oh, well, Who's gonna show up to this game? 
Nobody, mm. their parents. No, I especially say. people out of town too. It's Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, if you don't watch, for some reason you're not watching the Egg Bowl, you're not watching the three NFL games, there's some college basketball on. I mean, there's also the World Cup. Oh, and the World Cup. Yeah, I forgot that too. So, yeah, that starts at 5 a.m. I plan on being up. <laughs> to all the two people this is out to, Duke is playing Oregon State. Oregon State is so bad. One of the worst, probably the worst Power 6 school outside of DePaul. We never have to mention DePaul. Louisville. Honestly, actually, yeah, I forgot about that. DePaul is probably better than both of these teams, too. Louisville is worse. I can guarantee that. This Duke team's been rolling. This this freshman class is amazing. They haven't even got Derek Whitehead back yet. I'm willing to lay up to 22. I'm assuming the spread's going to be about 21, 21, 20, 20-ish. And then lastly, just to piss you off, because I only have one more here, I have my phone in my hand. Do not make me throw it at you. You're not probably doing anything at noon on Saturday. So James Madison's yeah. playing South Dakota State in a really good mid-major matchup, too. Yeah, because so many people are going to watch that on noon on Saturday. I will be watching. I swear to God I'll be watching it. <laughs> I, I will be watching it. It's you're a really, really no, good game. No, you're also going to be watching the Ohio State game so you control me. I'll just score check, I'll score check that foul. You're such an idiot. But I will lay five with James Madison here. That's as much as I'm willing to do. So... We're out of here. Good luck this weekend. Enjoy Rivalry Week. It's our last one. We'll be back on Tuesday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Peace!